Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Brian Hayes is new around here, but he's not a kid. He's 24 years old, turned 24 in January. The Pirates hold his rights for six full years, but six full years isn't forever. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. Pirates will be taking on the Dodgers tonight at PNC Park. That's a 7.05 p.m. first pitch. I'll be over there to cover that with a full column and everything else for DK Pittsburgh Sports. Really hope you check out our website. If you're listening to the podcast and you like even like a fraction of what you hear, we offer so, so, so much more. Our whole staff does at TK Pittsburgh Sports. I think you'll really like it. Key is 24. So he's not the same, although some people are kind of starting to paint him into that class of like, you know, the Juan Soto and Fernando Tatis and Ronald Acuna. These these guys are, are younger. They broke into the majors at significantly younger ages than Key. But he's here now, and his clock is ticking, and he's not about to go back, you know? (laughs) They're not about to send him back to the minors. That's over. But when you're talking about a window, and I know everybody loves to talk about windows, but when you're talking about an unfair economic imbalance like the one that exists in Major League Baseball and that's your window this is it this is it the window has swung open the window is every single at bat that Key takes in Pittsburgh if you look at his level of productivity to date I mean, no, it, it's, it's not normal, and sure, it's going to have to come down. You know, I know I've been predicting that for a while, and it still hasn't, but it's going to have to at some point. It'll still be really high, and it'll arguably be as high now as it'll be in, what, two, three years? 
how much better can you get than what we're seeing from him to date? I'm not talking about little things. I'm not talking about stuff that you picked up, you know, along the way to becoming a veteran. I'm just talking about the numbers. How much better can he get? Look back at Andrew McCutcheon's career, going way back to when he was first called up from Indianapolis. And you'll see that this was a pretty great player, like right on the spot. Did he become more complete? Sure. Did he become a smarter base stealer, defender, hitter, everything? Sure, of course he did. But when you're talking about the contribution level to the team, for the most part, for the position player, you're talking about their offense. And Kutch was a terrific player right off the bat. Kutch's window was every day that Kutch was here. It was just a matter of how long it would take to surround him with contender-level talent. It took a while, as it turned out, but it did happen. Key's here now. He's here. He's hitting. He's doing all the things that you'd want to see. Oh, my goodness, way more than that. From a player of his experience level. But he won't be here forever, and he also won't be 24 forever. And the reason that I mention all this, the reason I put all this together, let me first tell you that this portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by the good people at North Shore Tavern down on Federal Street across from PNC Park. North Shore Tavern is home to Steak on a Stone. It's also home to the planet's only fully committed pirate sports bar. Front to back, east to west, nothing but pirate stuff all over the walls. It's not just a great place to stop before or after the game. It's also a great place to go hang out whenever the pirates are on the road. Watch a road game down there with other fans. You'll enjoy the experience. North Shore Tavern, right there on Federal Street. The reason that I mention this is that I was in a meeting yesterday with our two baseball writers at DK Pittsburgh Sports, Gerard Gilberto and Alex Stumpf. And we were going back and forth on a bunch of things. We were trying to plan some stuff. And the subject came up of the Major League Baseball draft that's coming up in mid-July. And who the Pirates might take, where they might be leaning. And we went through the names and we went through some of their resumes, how much more they can show, what more the Pirates have to see. But ultimately, it came back to this. If they don't take one of the two outstanding starting pitchers from the Vanderbilt rotation, meaning, of course, Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter, they're going to end up with a high school player. They're going to end up with a high school shortstop, whether it's Jordan Lawler or somebody else. But it's going to be a high school player. That player's going to take longer to get here. And I know, I know, I know... 
The prospect purists want no part of any kind of rushing this, advancing that. Uh, just get the best talent. Just get whatever else. Okay, I respect that. And if the Pirates feel that strongly about the gap between any high school prospect and the two college pitchers at Vandy, either of whom would be in Pittsburgh much, much sooner, then go right ahead. If it's a talent disparity, a significant talent disparity, or real and as close to verifiable as possible doubts about either rocker or lighter, then go ahead and take the high school kid. But otherwise, think about what you're doing. There is only one way, one way for a baseball team with low revenues and a no-cap system to acquire elite starting pitching. One way, and that's through amateur acquisitions, either the draft or international signings. That's it. There is no other way unless you get really, 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 really lucky in a trade. You know, like if you're Tampa Bay and you, you, well, okay, we don't need to go over that again. I don't know that I'd be risking this. The older player, the more advanced player, is going to be a safer pick in addition to being one that's coming at a more vital position when it comes to amateur acquisition. And you need starting pitching for this team to contend. And you don't need a little bit of it. You need a lot of it. You don't need just, well, here's JT Brubaker and maybe Mitch Keller will come along and let's see, Rowanzi Contreras is throwing the ball 100 miles an hour in Altoona. We kind of like Max Cranick in Indianapolis. He just got there, and the whole rotation of the Greensboro Grasshoppers looks really interesting. Ben Charrington's done a really good job of infusing talent in this system. There are more numbers of quality prospects in the system now than there have been in quite some time. But no one wins any kind of argument who downplays the importance of having lots and lots of starting pitching and lots and lots of elite potential slash high ceiling starting pitching. And you don't pass on the ones that are sitting there in front of you if your window has even cracked open. When we come back, just one question. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. It's time for just one question. And today's comes from Ron Kolbesh, who says, PK, Cabrian Hayes is absolutely fun to watch. It'll be great to see his career arc. That said, which former Pirates not named Bonds deserve or warrant Hall of Fame consideration? Oh, boy, Ron, you came to the wrong place to throw that exemption in there. Barry Bonds has no business whatsoever being in the Hall of Fame. And as a Hall voter, I'm going to at least do my one single vote part to make sure he doesn't get in. Uh, When you cheat... You're out, man. That's not my rule. That's not me playing uh, what are all the different accusations I get every year. Uh, Holier than thou comes this way a lot. Uh, Preaching from the mountain. Uh, It's not any of those things. It's right there. It's right there in black and white. The same guidelines have been in place for the Baseball Writers Association of America since 1936. Those guidelines are set by the Hall of Fame. The Hall of Fame is a partner with Major League Baseball. If they wanted to eliminate the character clause, as it's come to be known, they could do that with the swipe of a pen. The reason that they haven't eliminated the character clause is because they want it to be considered. It's the same reason that Bud Selig did not fly out to San Francisco to watch Bonds falsely break Hank Aaron's record. Okay, now that we're past that, are there any other former pirates? It's not easy to find one. Let's put it that way. And by the way, to make sure that anybody who doesn't know understands this, Bonds is still on the the normal phase of the election. This isn't about Veterans Committee or the people who go back into the distant past and try to right wrongs from the 1800s and so forth. My vote and my ballot only applies to the first 10 years after someone is eligible. And Bonds is, of course, coming up on his very last year of eligibility. And if there are, in fact, baseball gods, he will not make it. Going back through history and going back through some of the great names, and I do mean great names, of pirates who've been in hall discussions who didn't get in, The first one that comes to mind is among the most recent, and I say recent within a 135-year history, and that's Dave Parker. The Cobra was an MVP. He was seen as one of the top two or three talents in the game. Uh, Really a, a, a towering presence when he'd play. Stood out in some of the bigger moments, including the All-Star Games. We all remember the throws. But I also have a feeling that we in Pittsburgh remember Parker in a light that's different than the rest of his career because he wasn't the same player when he went elsewhere. Yes, he had some good years, whether it was Oakland or the other stops in Cincinnati that he had along the way. 
uh, but he wasn't what he was in Pittsburgh. So we in Pittsburgh think of him as someone who belonged right there in that discussion because he was here in that era with Stargell and Clemente and, and whatever else in the 70s. And he didn't stay around long enough to produce what you would normally consider to be hall numbers from that era. So I have never really fought that hard in favor of a Parker election. I also wouldn't be put off by it at all. Other Pirates, Danny Murtaugh continues to get pushed behind the scenes when it comes to the Veterans Committee. Uh, this is a guy who was among the most successful managers of his generation. And there are all kinds of other arguments to be made on behalf of Mr. Murtaugh. If you go back before that, well, there's a big era of Pirates baseball, kind of like the current one that you can just skip right over, you know, other than Ralph Kiner, who's in. And then you're making it back to the, the, the team from the 20s, where those guys are pretty much in, meaning Pie Trainer, Paul Wainer, uh, Lloyd Wainer, of course, his brother. And then you go back to the turn of the previous century, and even there, you've got, you know, Hannes Wagner was obviously part of the very first class, uh, but there's not anyone that jumps out from that group either where you'd say, wow, they absolutely should be in, and it's a crime that they're not. So I would say, in answer to your question, I think the Pirates are fairly represented in the Hall. They have 13 13 members who've gone in uh, under the Pirates banner, and that's a pretty significant number, uh, even over that period of time. And, uh, and I'd say they've done pretty well for themselves in that regard. So I appreciate the question, including the Bonds part, because it always lets me run off on that little rant there. Uh, and I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one again tomorrow. Mm-hmm.